0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Growing Up Aid Podcast. I'm your host, David Youngwood, and in today's episode we take a look at faith and how it develops in a young child. Father Bill Dougal. Attempting an understanding of how the world works and what your place in that world might be can be a daunting and seemingly impossible mountain to face. Parents can move a family toward a routine of religious devotion, yet may find themselves puzzled as to whether or not anything has stuck. The truth is that it may be years and even decades before an offspring actually digests and owns a faith for themselves. Though we were dutiful Catholics growing up, I can say with a fair amount of certainty that a large part of our collective faith relied heavily on mom and dad's practices both within and outside of the various parishes we aligned ourselves with, rather than a real understanding from within us. Their integrity to each other, and to us, was our rock. Let's hurry and get across the A.S. Bridge before another car comes. We sped across the narrow iron bridge spanning the De River. It's now shut down because of its age and unreliability. At one time, however, it was a major entryway into Lockport, Illinois, named because of a series of locks which allowed a steady flow of commerce into Chicago. It stands for Ass Squeezer. We laughed from the back seat and opened our eyes a bit, wider, a bit wider, at the irreverent priest in the driver's seat. Father Dougal loved us, and we loved him. To be with him was to be with an older brother out on an adventure, which usually pushed the boundaries of what we might have believed to be acceptable behavior. It was because of him that most of us came to a different understanding of what faith and love and the Catholicism we had been raised in meant. He and it were so very different from the ordered and sometimes gruff church we were used to encountering through its services, its priests, its nuns, and lay people. Bill Dougal was a young man, perhaps in his mid to late twenties, when we first knew him. He had soft Irish features with dark eyes set against a pale face and framed by a pair of wire spectacles. His speech was gentle and soft, like his slightly oblong head, and you could tell he was always thinking. He was a wonderful listener and counselor to us, perhaps none more than, so than Mike, who by this point had entered high school, a time when most of us craved someone outside of the family who could offer some insight into the it of life. And Father Dougal always, always could make you laugh. What's this? He asked, turning towards us in the cramped McDonald's. We watched as he slowly placed two plastic straws beneath his upper lip and in line with his incisors. A walrus! And strangely, he was. There was a soft methodology to all our interactions with Father Dougal, soft and slow and deliberate. His comic attempts to make us laugh were usually punctuated by a quick, single-sentence lesson on being human and humane to others as well as to ourselves. We learned that embracing life, particularly the humor that halos nearly every situation, required us to be a little more open and a little less self-conscious. We giggled in uninhibited joy, despite the stares and admonishing looks of the older patrons around us. Mike held out his arm to steady him as we walked him back to his car and piled into the back seat of the Priest's aging Chevy. He turned the ignition switch and immediately grabbed the microphone of his CB radio Breaker one nine, this is one holy roller, out. We left the parking lot and he gunned the engine as we headed to the theater in Joliet. He was taking us to see Star Wars for the first time, ours, not his. This was his sixth visit to the theater to see the iconic space opera, and he excitedly tried to explain to us the concept of the light versus dark sides of the Force, which governed the universe and all life in it. It was a concept and a teaching he didn't want us to miss in the film. He was filled with wonder. It seemed in everything that he talked about. We trusted him like no other adult we had ever encountered. His faith was built upon brotherly love and carpe diem, and he was indeed our brother. Bill Dougal had a disorder similar in nature to ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease. His body betrayed him most of the time and left him unsteady and flailing and would eventually result in his early death. This was never discussed by him or by us, and we were grateful to be able to lend him an arm to help him along and slow our pace to match his. His pace was so much more natural and so much more perfect for breathing in the joy of life. Never once did we see or hear any of what must certainly have been the frustration and pain at the softness of his movement. It was a slow-motion form of living that he faced with deliberate laughter and joy. We loved to be around him. To us, he lived without fear. And this was the confirmation of belief we craved, the kind of faith we were, and perhaps still are, hungry for